Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Hour number two here on the Miami Dolphins fifth quarter show. We're going to go ahead and kick off hour two with head coach Mike McDaniel. Let's go ahead and throw it to the coach. Um, it, it's rough. Um, you know the whole, but the whole team has uh, confidence in in, in Skyler, and um, you know I think our, our our team in general doesn't look at it like um, we're a one man savior at any spot. So um, it it is a, a, a new set of circumstances of adversity so early but um uh, i didn't think that uh uh the the rest of the team's response to losing teddy had anything to do with um losing the game um it adjusted a little bit um you know I, you try to do stuff that that uh the quarter, the quarterback that's playing is very comfortable with. Um, we're in communication all week, uh, and, and I kind of have an idea. So there's, you know, maybe a couple calls um, that, uh, you know, I, I really would have done a hair different um, with with Teddy. But um, for the most part, um, you know, Skyler has has earned the confidence of the team, um, and it was a, uh, you know, he, he did have a, a rough rookie outing um but uh, that's that's not um really a cause of concern um moving forward knowing that he's uh, the type of person he is and um the biggest thing is he's got to learn from it which i know he will your running game was more effective today was that by in part in part that you had to maybe step back from the passing game and, and with the new quarterback and and lean on the running game a little more? Yeah, I mean, we knew coming into the game um, that, you know, I, I think that is where a little familiarity um, with the coaching staff, I kind of figured we'd be getting certain types of defenses. Um, so we knew and had, you know, put a strong focus and our objective going into the game um, was, you know, we thought we'd have some good opportunities, so we needed to take advantage of them. No, it's um that you know maybe that's uh, that could have had um, you know a slight effect um, on on Skyler perhaps um, just it being so soon in the game, um, but it's it's something that um, I, I think that uh, all of his teammates and coaching staff um, know he's fully built to um, uh, 
to be able to handle, you know. But I, I do think it it being so early might have been um, that that was the one guy that it might have been tough on was the the guy that had to come in himself. His defense made his name on pressure and takeaways and uh, had one interception. And that was in the first first series of the first games. Mm-hmm. We haven't had any since. Got some pressure today. Are you concerned that the turnovers aren't aren't coming the way you would expect? You know, it's a it's not necessarily a concern as much as it is a, a focal point um, to improve on. You know, I think uh, as you guys know, um, I, I think regardless of win or loss in general, um, success or failure, uh, this is a journey throughout the season that um, that you don't uh, you, you don't. As long as you take the same from losses and wins, and that's how to get better and uh, and improve, um, I, I think that's what what winning teams do um, because they they end up playing their best football in November and December. So um, it's a definite point of emphasis. Um, it's not nearly to the to the point of our expectation for sure. Um, so it's something that uh, we got to figure out a way as a coaching staff um, and as players collectively to um, try to right that ship because uh, there, there is a uh, big component of this, this, this defense that we expect as a coaching staff to, to get turnovers. And um, so we'll, we'll, uh, comb or we'll uh, address it with a fine-tooth comb to see if we can, we can improve that for sure. How does Teddy right now Willie be able to travel um, well, uh, you know, Teddy, um, basically what, what happened is, uh, a spotter saw him stumble, uh, he, uh, under the new rules, um, and changes is ruled out and placed in protocol. Um, he, uh, he doesn't have, uh, any symptoms and he's passed his evaluation, but he'll be now, um, uh, under the new regulations. Um, in the concussion proto- protocol moving forward. Does he have to stay in New York? Can he go with the team? Um, I haven't. Uh, I, I believe um, he's, he's fine to travel. Um, I wouldn't say with 100% certainty, but I believe he's fine to travel. Coach, talk a little bit about you're, you're, you're in a hole from the first play. You battle back, you battle back, and you get into the fourth quarter with an opportunity to go ahead. You missed the field goal, and it just seemed like the bottom fell out. Was that just circumstantial, or...? Whether it's correlation or causation, it doesn't matter. I think um, that is something that uh, you know the team has to be aware of and the team has to address. And that, uh, without a doubt, that's what I'm going to. One of the things I'm going to bring up because um, when push comes to shove, you know, it's a there's so much time in the fourth quarter or um, so much time in the second half, I should say, that uh, you know. Shoot, we missed the field goal. Let's get a stop. Let's get the ball back, and let's go do it again. Um, I have total faith in in our um, field goal unit to make those those long ones. Um, also, you know, the offense can do a better job of not making it so long. You know, um, but it, it, without a doubt, uh, you know, to say that the um, wheels fell off would be fair because it occurred in all three phases. Um, and that's something that you you can't let slip through your fingers and try not to figure out the why. Um, 
that, you know, that's what our coaching staff and um, and our collectively our players, um, that's what they get paid to do. So we got to figure that out because that's not um, acceptable, and it it really shouldn't have been as much of a momentum shift as I think it played out to be. Mike, what was your reaction last night to the investigation concluding and like the, what the review said about how everything was handled? Um, I, I, you know, I, honestly, um, I, I'm happy that, uh, that, you know, there's some um, policy that's, that, you know, the, the medical experts deem is more safe for the uh, the players collectively, so that's that's a positive thing. Um, as far as the uh, the you know I, I, as far as the um, determination that you know the things were things were followed appropriately, that didn't surprise me. That's what I've been saying from the beginning. Mike, um, with the new protocol, and you've had two quarterbacks in the protocol. Moving forward, do you think you need to have three active quarterbacks each game, if, if possible? Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be tricky because you don't know um, you, you don't want to leave things up to chance uh, in terms of there, there's no uh, there. It's impossible to say whether or not someone's you know the timeline of when they're going to clear um, protocol. So um, you know it. This this particular situation, obviously with the new rule change um, as of yesterday, is um, unique and slightly un- uncharted. Um, but you know, uh, I think I think we're comfortable having uh, two quarterbacks, um, you know, on the uh, game day roster. So um, we're going to have to you know um, kind of assess those situations and. And we might have to make a move as a result, um, but uh, we'll uh, we'll just be working on that um, uh, moving forward. Your, what was your level of, of, I guess, comfort or happiness with the touches that Tyreek and uh, Jalen were able to get today? Um, you know, we, we kind of they they kind of knew uh, that you know in, in the long term um, scheme of things that. We we're until we start um, being a little more productive in the in the run game. Um, there is going to be some uh, some disadvantage in the pass game. So they they went into this game kind of knowing that their their targets um, might be minimized early. Um, but they you know to their credit and the type of players they are, they want to be on a um, winning football team. And you know that you have to. Um, offensively, you have to be able to run and pass, not just pass. So, um, obviously, that's you know they're a huge component of um, our our offense. Um, but to say uh, that that their touches were equating to um, our offensive productivity, I don't think is uh, necessarily correct. The the you, you try to take stuff that the defense has given you. And they were, um, it was obvious from very early in the game that they were going to play the, the pass until we proved otherwise. So I don't think, I can't remember a first or second down um, single safety defense until the second half. Um, and, uh, and then uh, there was a little, we, we had to pull uh, uh, Tyreek um, at the end. He got stepped on pretty hard. So um, 
that kind of hurt his cause in the second half as well. Do you have an update on Tarvi's status as well as Teron Armstead, who left the game with the toe injury, and then even X, who we saw try, try out the groin, but he was kept out? Well, um, you know, I, 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 it, it was unfortunate X wasn't able to um, uh, really get to the game. He tried his his butt off, um, that's for sure. Uh, Tehran, um, we had already uh, kind of scheduled something um, for him to stay in New York and get get something looked at um, with regard to his his foot. So he'll he'll be staying here, and um, you know, hopefully, we get some uh, good information to how to address it moving forward. Um, because I know that's really frustrating him, and he's a tough player to lose. And then I'm sorry, who else? Then Tyreek, um, I feel, you know, he's a, he's a very quick healer, I'm very optimistic, but at this point I, I, I don't really know, no. But you said that you've seen some cool things out of Raheem Mostert in the run game over the past week or so. I was curious, what are some of those little things you've noticed that let you know he's ready to kind of shoulder the brunt of the workload in the backfield? No, so I, I, I always, it's a pretty simple formula. Um, you know, you can't have an expectation, especially when you've been, um, uh, as a coach, you know, you see a, a front, you see a coverage, and you know the play. Um, so you know the, the pieces of it that um, are tough uh, in terms of blocking. And um, so you know kind of how much you can the, the runner is going to get until there's contact. What, what's been cool seeing um, Raheem the last couple weeks is his yards after contact, the, the ones that aren't really, um, I don't know what you'd call it, sexy. It's more like those lean yardage where you turn a four-yard gain into a seven, now it's second and three as opposed to um, uh, second and six. Huge difference. Those are the, those are the things that I think um, have really stood out um, where he's got, where he is at with his game. Um, I know that his teammates feel it, and um, he he's earned each and every opportunity he gets. That was head coach Mike McDaniel following today's loss. We'll come back on the other side and react to his 13-minute post-game presser. Dolphins post-game is driven by Gunther Volkswagen. You've got to get to Gunther Volkswagen to get behind the wheel of a new Volkswagen SUV in Fort Lauderdale, Coconut Creek, and Delray Beach. For car buying done your way, you've got to get to Gunther Volkswagen. Again, the final score from MetLife Stadium, Jets 40, Dolphins 17. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins 5th Quarter Overtime Show brought to you by the Palm Beaches. Call from Mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Guess what, Dolphins Nation? When you sign up for Club Publix, you get perks, a birthday tree, and BOGO notifications. Just visit Publix.com. Terms and conditions apply. We heard from head coach Mike McDaniel there to close out segment one here in hour number two. And we're going to open up segment two by going to our press conference consigliere, Big Seth. Seth, what's out to you there from head coach Mike McDaniel? Um, there was a lot. 13 <laughs> minutes is definitely a lot. Uh, but, I, you know, again, I... I don't want my leader to sound distraught. I don't want my leader to sound like, you know, the, the sky is falling. And he didn't. Uh, and, and I think a good coach doesn't get too high or, or too low there. Um, and there was a lot of talk about the quarterback. We had a lot of talk about the quarterback here. But he said, look, this team knows that we're not a one-man savior at any spot. And so that, to me, says everybody needed to be better. Yeah. And, yeah, so Tua wasn't here. We knew that going in. Teddy was gone. Maybe that affected Skyler because it happened so quickly. But that, you know, you can't put that the loss on that happening and happening so soon. I thought that was really interesting. Um, you know, I think we expect a little bit of where he talked about the familiarity with the opponent in the running game. But he's not going to be that familiar with any opponent moving forward. I hope that there still can be some success in the running game without having to know the, uh, the opposing off- uh, defensive staff as well as he knew this one. Uh, you know, what really stood out, and coach, coach never throws anybody under the bus. But he talked about having to address the defensive play with a fine-tooth comb, right? And he talked about how important the defense is. We heard that earlier in the year, told the whole team that this team, you know, the de- that this is the defensive team, defense's team until I'm proved otherwise, and now he's pulling out a fine-tooth comb. they got to figure something out and figure it out quickly. And the other thing that really jumped out to me, uh, and I love the line. He said, I don't know if it was correlation or causation, but it doesn't matter. And he was talking about the missed field goal and the way the team fell apart after that. And he said it, it was very clear that it, that they did, but it is not acceptable. And they, there's no way that he would be doing his job if he didn't try to figure out why that happened and that he's putting that on the entire coaching staff and the players themselves because you cannot collapse. So say, okay, we missed a field goal. Now go out there and get a stop. Right. Right. That's his expectation as right. the head man. Right. And he didn't get it. And wait, what's this thing, right? We always adversity is an opportunity, and is that's yeah. what they have next week, right? Because it's how they kind of bounce back here against the Vikings. I think says a lot about this team, and I, I I tend to think it'll be a pretty solid bounce back. But Juice, you were kind of talking to us off air there about something that you're very familiar with, and I wanted to get your take on it because you heard him say that Teron Armstead was planning on staying in New York regardless of getting injured or not. We know he's had the toe injury here for four weeks. That's kind of how your career went at the end there, right, was with the toe. So I, I want to hear Absolutely. your take on that. You know what? It's so funny. It's, it's the, the correlation is unbelievable. But at the same time, though, you know, I went to New York to see a doctor, Dr. Hamilton, and he um, worked on a lot of ballerinas, all the, all the men and women in, in, baller, uh, in, in, 
you know, that have toe injuries because they're on their obviously on their toes a lot, and he deals with a lot of that type of uh, you know type of injuries when it comes to the toes. And people, you know, so crazy about my situation, Travis. Everybody was like a toe, a toe, a toe. Cut off your big toe. <laughs> I want everybody to cut off their big toe and see how it affects their lives. No the thanks, not life. I. Cut off your big toe and see how it affects. <laughs> and that's how my toe felt. My my toe felt like it was pretty much cut off because it was non-functional. And the limp, and I went from wearing a size 11 and a half shoe to a 13 shoe on that left foot. So I had to wear a 13 on the right foot. So I had to wear like three three socks. Just for the space? Yes, because it, it was like there was no room for it. And I also, on top of that, I, I cut a slit in my, my cleat to give it even a little bit more room. So in the game, you can see my sock would be coming out of that little X I put on my shoe, and it'd be grass staying out because I needed more room on top of that. So the fact that they were planning on him being there no matter what because he needed that specialized attention because of what's going on with his foot. And the, Dr. Hamilton told me if I was like – and I think Dr. Anderson said the same thing in North Carolina. If I was an offensive lineman – it wouldn't be as big a problem for me. That's what I wanted to ask. The fact that I was a wide receiver made it a big problem because of stopping and going and things like that. Because a good friend of mine, and we all know him, Terry Kirby, he had a toe problem. And what they did was they fused his toe. What they did was they fused his big toe up a little bit because your natural roll leaves that toe up. So he fused those things. And so they would have taken out the whole joint and just fused it. For me, I couldn't do that because running routes, I can't have that toe that way. And so – for him to be there and already planning on staying there and getting that done tells me that this 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 vet rest and taking a week off this 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 toe's a big problem yeah. for him a big toe problem for real and um and do so, we know if what toe it is has that been identified I'm we don't not know sure which well, toe yeah, it is yeah honestly it really doesn't it doesn't it, I mean, I'm just curious if that yeah, is, if, yeah, if that has been discussed for the most part it, usually it's a great toe otherwise honestly. I mean, think about the other toes. The weight-bearing toes are the ones that are more important than anything, especially that great toe. The great toe is the one that controls everything you do in life. So, you know, we, we've got a, a great friend of, of, the, of the show and a guy that we had on our, our podcast, Tim Bowens, who came into the league with minus toes. But he had the, the ones that were important that were, were that were there and able to push off, obviously, and get off and do things like that. So um, the, the, the fact that he was already planning on being there and the fact that, you know, they were one to see a specialist, it means, I mean, the, your feet are, especially for guys that play my position, are so critical to what you do. Hands and feet. The rest of it I can handle. But your hands and your feet are the most critical part of what you're doing. And so, I mean, that was that was eye-opening for me that they were talking about the fact that he was going to – he was planning on staying no matter what. The fact that we lost him early in that game, you know, that that that, that, that that's bad for us, obviously – but they knew that his situation with that foot was was bigger than what we we thought about and talked about, and, you know, the whole time. Because the way he went down, it was it didn't look like it was anything that's like. But severe. he got beat on the play before, though. Yeah. And so that tells you that his foot was still was bothering him. Yeah. And that's the one that got the holding penalty. Yeah. That took back a play. You know what I mean? So that right there said he was laboring right there. And look, we we've seen him. We've seen him cover people up all yep. all year long. He's he hasn't he doesn't get beat like that. Yeah. So the fact that his foot was bothering him right there at that point, and we were like, "Oh, get up, get up!" He but called over immediately. He, yeah, he, he knew. He knew that, the that foot. And I, I, I won't even talk about how he even got to play at that point because the reason I played at that point right. were for bad reasons, and and you know, so he probably did the same thing. And at that point, 
is probably was uh, probably worn out, worn off, and and it, the pain probably excruciating. And, you know, Juice, you talk about your position, and clearly what's required of an offensive lineman is different than what was required of a, of a wide receiver. But I know from listening to drive time that, you know, Armstead's feet were as good as any offensive lineman in, in the league. And so a big part of his game yeah. is that athleticism and his, yeah. his ability to oftentimes beat that edge rusher to the spot, right? And it didn't happen on that play. Go get him. Go shorten that runway. Yeah, and I'm glad that he did hang on, right? You're down to, to your third-string quarterback and don't have another uh, quarterback, a true quarterback. Uh, you know, you have a guy who played quarterback in high school uh, on the roster as the next guy. <laughs> and so, yeah, get, I'll take the holding penalty and let this mm -hmm. guy finish the game. So I think that that was a vet move there. But, you know, you see a guy, he's 6'5", he's 300-something pounds, he's big, he's strong, he's hulking, and you say, man, really, a toe is going to be the thing? Yeah. But that's I, I'm glad you asked the question, Travis, because I was going to ask you, Juice, like, I don't know what toe it is, but clearly it's something that's impacting him enough where he hasn't been able to practice, and, and it forced him out of this. Yeah, game. and think about this too. I mean, with with within a week, he's become a backside quarterback. I mean, a, a tight tackle. He he's become the the you know the blindside tackle. Right. The flip. Of you the know left what I mean? Righty, yeah. yeah, because we've got righties, righties now. Now it's great. Now point. it's even yeah, it's even like more like it's more emphasized. With his job is is changed all of a sudden. Yeah. Of course, Although that's what he's been his whole career. Right? I, I know, but he, he but he always had he's always had to protect blindside more than anything. Now he's really was a blindside guy, and you know, and so. Honestly, you think about when you go to game plan, you look at a guy that's that's laboring. You, you really want to take advantage of that, and he was he's been laboring. You know, like I said, we looked at some of the you know some of the injury reports, and you see him with being out and or limited or whatever it is. Th that tells you that this has been a this has been a big problem. It's been a big problem, man. And you know, our feet are our assets. For me, like I said, my feet and my hands are my asset. Once I lost my feet, because I'm not gonna blow by anybody. If I can run straight, if I can run. Tyreek speed, I wouldn't have worried about my feet as much. You know what I mean? But the fact that I couldn't and I, I counted on stopping and going, and same thing for a left tackle, you know, you got defensive you know, ends that are so athletic and so agile that can go left and right so quick on you. You know, you, 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 Seth, you know Jason. Jason used everything. He can go underneath you. He can go around you. He can go through you. So as a defensive, as an offensive left tackle, you gotta be ready for all that, and what? How do you? Are you ready for that? Your feet. Mm -hmm. If you don't have those feet, man, you're in trouble as, as as tackles. You can be okay inside. Interior offensive linemen, they got help. They got buddies. You know what I mean? Where you don't have to worry about the lateral movement. Right. But lateral movement on the edges. When you're isolated, it's critical, and I understand, now I understand what's going on there. That word isolated is a big part of it, too, because they will slide that protection away from him and leave him on an island by himself, and he handles it. He has through the first four and, and change here in some game, but this has kind of been this has been who he's been in his career. He plays great when he's out there, but he misses games every year. We'll see if he can get back next week for the Minnesota Vikings. I thought Brandon Shell played okay in his replacement. I got to see the film before I give a, a thumbs up or thumbs down there. Right. Austin Jackson eligible to come back off the IR next week, too, so hopefully we get some reinforcements there with or without Tehran, uh, it's a big piece of this team, and this team's banged up right now, guys. We need to get some guys back and hopefully get back on the winning ways because this three and two stuff after three and zero, oh, not very much fun. We'll come back and we'll do a drive of the game, uh, I, I guess. <laughs> Find one, Travis. Find <laughs> one for us. We'll, we'll hear from Tyreek Hill as well. Plenty more to come here on the Dolphins post game, driven by Gunther Volkswagen for car buying done your way. You've got to get to Gunther Volkswagen again. The final score: Jets forty, Dolphins seventeen. You're listening to the fifth quarter overtime show, brought to you by the Palm Beaches. Football on the Miami Dolphins Radio Network.
the home of every Miami Dolphins game. AM 560 Sports WQAM. Give your actions more traction in the all-new Kia Sportage X-Pro with multi-terrain all-wheel drive. With the right tools, anything is possible. And we thought that this drive, an 11-play drive that winds up in the end zone, would be the drive of the game when it cut the lead from uh, 19-7 down to 19-14. And it did wind up being the drive of the game, but for other reasons here because we didn't score again after that. So it is an 11-play drive capped off by this rush from Durham Smythe. Pistol formation with most are behind Skyler. Now they, they they give it to they got it. the touchdown. They got it. He with Smythe ran up to behind the center, took the snap, and <laughs> forced into the end zone. Caught the Jets completely flat-footed, and we got a touchdown Miami hey. with four seconds remaining. I think the Miami Dolphins said, "Hey, I like that play you ran with Durham Smythe last year. Out of that quarterback sneak, we're going to run it." Boy, so, he so got he way just, in too. He was on the wing. He just ran up to behind the center. Well, Skyler was in the shotgun, took the snap immediately, and forced his way into the end zone with the Jets standing around going, what's going on here? That was our Lexus drive of the game brought to you by the all-new Lexus RX. Never lose your edge in our most evolved model yet. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. And there's a couple of ways we can go there, guys. 11 plays, 75 yards. Uh, The two directions I'll give you, and I guess you guys can take it from there, is I thought, number one, I thought that was going to be the response we saw all game long from this team to come back after the touchdown drive of the Jets. We're thinking two scores, third-string quarterback, rookie quarterback could be a struggle to get over this hump. They come back, put the ball in the end zone. You know you're getting the ball back on the other side of the half as well. And I also mentioned you know, the offense had the ball, or I should say the defense didn't have to go on the field for like 45 minutes because they had the ball halftime, had the ball again for a long drive. Didn't wind up mattering in the end. But the second part there, I think that that might be second part that I think might come away from that is, you know what, let's actually go back to that first point. Because, you know, what, what it was... You're driving, Travis. Yeah, I'm, I, what, the you Lexus driver of the game is not being driven by Travis right now very well. <laughs> but uh, the, the part that I wanted to talk about was the the, um, the clock management at the end. Yeah, Jeez, yeah. I'll, get, I'll get there eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was hoping that's what you were going to Yeah, say. I was trying. Thanks for helping me out, guys. Uh, no, uh, but the Dolphins, we, we were like, what's going on? Yeah, what are they yeah. doing? And then, of course, they score a touchdown with like four seconds left, which is perfect. So I remember when this game was fun. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. yeah. fun is fun. Um, but, I mean... Was it perfect, or was it like they lucked out? Because someone replied to me on Twitter and said they got lucky with that where that drive ended up. But did you think it was lucky, or was it just perfectly managed? Well, you know what? We questioned Coach all season long with these. I mean, a couple times, not all season long, because we're only in week five. We've questioned him a couple times with the clock management, but it's always worked yeah, out. Yeah, we're curious about it, but it works. It's always worked out. <laughs> so who are we to talk to, a Yale grad, about <laughs> what he's doing with the clock when it works out and, and ends up I think every time since we've known this in touchdowns, so um, I mean, it was it, it was it was it was squirrely. We were squirrely in there. We were. It was like, unconventional. Can we call we it? We were in there like the the guys that were supposed to be in a green room watching a game instead of like Terry Kirby said. That's why we're watching the game instead of being head coach of the game. Right. You know, because Seth hit him up like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the same thing, right? Um, with, within this drive, though, you know, it's only one third down. And we and it was a conversion, you know. Yeah. So, coach and his time in clock management is one of the things you might want to question a new head coach. When when those are one of the things that you talk about clock management, use of timeouts, things like that. And we've had some issues at times with with clock management. We had to use timeouts when plays weren't getting in time. But I'm done questioning him when it comes to two minute drills because he's got a plan. 
and it's worked out multiple times when it when it comes to this, this for our head coach. And to only have one third down that in that within that drive and to convert it to Tyreek Hill, that that's big time. So he's got a, he's got an idea of what he's doing. Obviously, he knows what he's doing. With two timeouts, he definitely knows what he's doing in that situation. So I would love a, a more sense of urgency, Big Seth. Yeah, but. He looked cool as he, a, he, he, was, he with the shades on. He was not good. concerned about he was our not feelings concerned, at all. Man, and it worked out obviously yeah. in our favor. What was the posture? The, the he was standing like in a certain way, and you were like, "Look at him! He's got it all figured out cool, right now." Cool and cool. cucumber. Yeah, yeah, cool as ice for sure. I mean, look, I, I think the one that jumped out to all of us was uh, right second and six, uh, whatever it was, minute and seventeen left, and he hits uh, Sm- who he hit Smythe for eight yards, yeah. gets the first down, and. Next thing you know, you got 34 seconds tick, left tick, on the tick, clock. Tick, tick, and tick, I think tick, that would have been a great time. Uh, again, I'm just some hack, washed-up old PR guy sitting in a green room that needs the garbage can emptied out and watching the <laughs> game. And, and you know, so whatever I'm saying means nothing. And as you said, this guy's a Yale grad. He's considered an offensive genius. And, and look, sometimes guys get lucky. Sometimes – we made the analogy before, maybe I did, of I love when the 6'10 guy comes down and he shoots the three-pointer and makes it because I know he's going to take bad shots the rest of the game. Right. But if he shoots three in a row and makes all of them, maybe he can just <laughs> shoot from out there. <laughs> and so, you know, look, Coach McDaniel just might know what he's doing, folks. It's the reason he's there. Did he get lucky? I don't know. Maybe he continues to get lucky. I, I think, to me, it is a little concerning. It or it, It's hard to watch. It makes it but, – but when it works out, it's pretty exciting. It's worked out so We were far, dancing right? around yeah. the green room at yeah. that point. <laughs> you know, stop trying. The game was fun, he said. That was when the game was fun. And, look, if, he, if they didn't score, because there's no guarantee that you will, they certainly were not given the Jets any opportunity to put together a drive afterwards. And so even if they had to resort to kicking a field goal, you hope you make that field goal, they were going to run that clock down. And, and so I do like that aspect of it. Uh, I do like that he's not nervous or rushed or queasy, as maybe some head coaches have been here in the past. There's a callback. But at, at the same time, I would have felt a little bit more comfortable <laughs> if our seventh-round rookie uh, seventh-round draft pick rookie quarterback who's the third-string quarterback playing there had a little bit more than 34 seconds to go when they had the ball on the 36-yard line. Yeah, I was glad you mentioned the basketball thing, and you actually went into it what I was going to cover as well because, you know, that's a parallel that I have. You go back to the playoffs last year. The famous Chiefs scored in 13 seconds, right, to, t- to knock the Buffalo Bills out of the playoffs. I think that the way teams can get down the field so fast in, in the modern NFL has kind of changed the way coaches approach that. Like, their, one of their goals is obviously to go put points in the board, but above all else, I almost feel it's like a basketball thing where we're going to have this be the last possession of the game or right. the half because we're the, taking the last shot. Yeah, right. for sure. And if it's a six ten three point shooter, we'll take that. It's you know as long as they don't touch the ball again because the Jets had three timeouts. And if you you know let's say you miss a long field goal with forty five seconds and they have three timeouts, you're basically gifting them an opportunity to hit one or two right. passes and then they get three points. So. I guess I like it because it's been successful so far, but I think that maybe in the future, if we run out of time, then maybe you don't like it as much. But right now, I'm liking the way it's going. What I do know about this head coach is that if we can protect, we can destroy secondaries. You know? Yeah, absolutely. If we can protect, if we don't put pressure on our quarterbacks, if we don't get pressure on our quarterbacks, we can destroy secondaries, especially with the talent that we have out there. So the reason that things don't work out a lot of times is quarterbacks don't have time to get it to these guys that are potentially running wide open. And so, dude, I'm like, I've never seen two-minute drill run the, as effectively and as slowly. <laughs> 
as we've done it Slim with, with Coach McDaniel. It's nerve-wracking, but it's so gratifying at the end of the day because we have come up roses at the end of the day with this. So it's it's amazing. Because we had the debate, and I think it would be fun for the radio here and for our audience to, to know, like, let's say Durham does get stopped on the one-yard line. And you guys were both quick to answer the question. <laughs> I disagree with you. I'm sure you knew that going into the question. But Durham gets stopped. You called that last time out. It is, what was it, 14 to – or no, 7 – what was the hell was the score? 19 to 7 at yes. that point? And so you're at the one-yard line. It's the last play of the half. Do you kick the field goal or do you go for the touchdown? You guys were team field goal? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I unapologetically. Was, and I was unapologetically abhorrently Especially against when it's getting the ball. The field goal. What? Come I, on. I, my, my take is always if you got one yard to go, go get the damn yard. But, yeah, I mean, I understand the points you philosophy you as well. Is, yeah, you we, had to come young. away with points. There. You the youngest, man. He's got that Madden philosophy going <laughs> yeah. on. I knew it was coming at some point. Yeah, that's a great point. No, I just think, I mean, look, the way that you somehow survived, I guess now it doesn't feel that way, but the way you survived the worst quarter of football Outside of, I guess, that Amazon game, the worst quarter of football played in the league this year uh, by by one team, and you have a chance. No, 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 no. We us beating the Ravens in that fourth quarter, it's got to be up there too, right? No, uh, for them, the Ravens having yeah, a play? for them having the worst fourth quarter. Well, I, coverage bus. so I am going to go against the grain of what the national media said. I said the Dolphins did that to the Ravens. The Ravens didn't do that to themselves. I got you. Okay, but okay. in this in, in this game, the Dolphins were abysmal in the right. first quarter. And so you get a touchdown, then you have an opportunity because you're getting the ball back, get some points, go into the locker room feeling like you did something. And so, but we'll never know. And I think if the game had finished differently, maybe somebody in that press room would have asked coach about the clock management, right. but it just seemed a lot less Always, significant. Right? At Always, right? Always, hindsight. Yeah. Yep. yeah, 100%. Yeah, I mean, if it, like you said, the fourth quarter gets away from you, who cares at that point? Right. The first quarter, first half of that game really kind of seems like an afterthought at this point. But They've got to go back and look at it, though, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. you know, that's what I just really want to know. If coach, it, I really would just, because he is so honest and transparent, if he was like, yeah, I probably could have called a timeout. I was thinking, I mean, I really would love to know right. Uh, maybe, you don't get those questions because of the other stuff. Yeah. Right? Are you? Right. Can, can we get that question during the week, Travis? I'm, You're in a position I mean, to ask you know, well, I am in a position, but I also don't want to get in trouble for asking strategic <laughs> questions. Oh, I, I pretty much go oh, mute those who, press conferences these days. Who we got? We days. got nobody else. <laughs> we need you. We need I know. You in there. I know. Well, I have to get text approved and then right, ask, I'll I can text ask Bo. the question. Maybe Bo Camber do it. <laughs> yeah, he'll do he, it he for don't you. Care. Sometimes yeah. I try to get the beat guys to ask questions for me. They're like, "Nah, I'm not doing that." I'm like, "All right, whatever. I'll just keep keep doing my podcast." Is that a bad question? Is that a bad question? Just kind of understand. You know, I asked earlier about. Uh, who well, you could preface it, but like, coach, you get these amazing results. Yeah, in you got butter them up, right? You, why? We're all nervous. Tell me what your philosophy. That's is. that's what I want to know. But that's, right, but that's strategic, though. So I don't want right, to, you know, right, maybe right. I'll maybe I'll <laughs> put a it. maybe I'll wear a mask in there, and they won't know who I am. <laughs> can we dress up, preach? Can we get preach? <laughs> <laughs> he can be the press conference consigliere this week. Yeah, an actual consigliere. So sneak preach in there. Yeah, I like it. Uh, we have a, a one minute left here. Um, the other point that I made was just the way they responded on that drive. Were you guys pretty impressed by that? After you know the way the game had gone so far, and you know after that Jets touchdown, after the pick, we're thinking like, ah, this could be the wheels coming off but it wasn't it wasn't at that point of the game right that was huge it really was a huge drive man i mean look at it man a lot of times the response is always more important than what happened you know before that and we, we had a couple opportunities and we we're responding this is one of those opportunities where we had a, a hell of a response and and and, that, and that's key for a team to go down after you know giving up points and then go down and get a touchdown with no time left and, it, and you know and getting the ball back in the second half that's ideal. The, the end of the first half, 
begin the second half is big time. And they came away with points in the first drive. Exactly. It wasn't touchdown. Exactly right. And I would love I would love for us, you know, to get more points. We I think we got a field goal coming out in the second drive. On like a seven minute drive, yeah. Right, on a long drive. And that's I think that might be more disappointing than anything because that was a hell of a drive and only come away with three points kind of was a Jets win, and that's when everything else started to change. Because at that point, we didn't score after that. No, and we both thought Tyreek was going to score on that Correct. blown blown up double pass play. Man, Correct. he was he was one step away, I thought. One step away, and we get a field goal out of that, and the Dolphins did not score. So at that point, I mean, down 19-17 after the, you know, after the, you know, after, after the half, that was, that was critical. It really was critical. Getting that ball back, because all we wanted was points. Going into the half, mm-hmm. we got a touchdown going into the half and getting the ball back, and then at that point, you know, we had an opportunity and we still didn't get what we wanted. And the defense and, made a stop after that too. So I mean, they did. Well, that's what I was going to say. I, I to me, you got points at the end of the half. You got points at the beginning of the half. You, you you close you close the gap by ten points. That's huge. You get the fourth down stop. And you got the ball at the forty five yard line, but yeah. you go three and out at that point, yeah. including that sack for five yards. So. That to me is where thing the wheels started to fall off, but we had to wait till we got to the fourth quarter for them all to go all the way off. But didn't they get it right back? And then we had the the five yard run, the false start to put him back in second and long drop pass. That was that was the moment that I thought because that that predated yeah. the Sanders missed field goal. That would have been first and ten inside the thirty yard line. Right. Well, for sure. But I, what I'm saying is is that it, you know you get that fourth down stop, you got the ball at midfield, yeah. and I looked to you guys and I said the the Jets we're gonna steal their soul here if we, score, if we yeah. go down you and score and take that. the lead. You did say and that. I think that was you know again you look at these opportunities, you get the ball at midfield. And, and and momentum. You've just scored on your previous two drives. You take the ball down there and score, and I think, you know, they're reeling now. They're looking at each other. They're pointing fingers, friendly fire, and all that's that stuff. that's what you have stuff. to do to teams like that's that, exactly right? But that's what, what they did to us. Do. It reversed yeah. on yeah. that. I mean, exactly right. because we didn't get it, yeah. it reversed, and the wheels fell off on our end. Yep. So that's Absolutely. a great point, Seth. I mean, it's, it's a game of, of fine margins. I know 40-17 doesn't sound like it, but, man, they were right in it there. It was, yeah, it wasn't. That wasn't, right. the, that no. wasn't the game. No, not at all. But you know what, though? The Jets said, yeah, we put 21 on you the fourth. You didn't put anything up. finished the game, right? like we we destroyed you in the fourth. And they did. Yeah, they they did. absolutely did. Make your field goals. Make your field goals. Good for them. We'll see you guys in Make December. Well, looking forward to that can't game wait. as much as any I'm, other I game. I can't wait. That was your Jesse Lexus driver of the game man. brought to you by the all-new Lexus RX. Never lose your edge oh. in our most evolved model yet. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. We don't like losing to the Jets. That's a, that's a tough one. It hasn't happened in a while. It Hate happened it. today. Let's go ahead and pause 10 seconds so our stations can identify themselves. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Radio Network. WQAM Miami, WPOWHD2 Miami, WKIS HD2 Boca Raton, home of the Miami Dolphins, powered by Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys. Call 1-800-747-FREE. That's 1-800-747-3733. Out-of-town scoreboard coming your way next, and we'll start looking ahead to the Minnesota Vikings and talk about what's coming up on the Miami Dolphins Podcast Network. All that's next. Dolphins postgame driven by Gunther Volkswagen. For car buying done your way, you've got to get to Gunther Volkswagen. Again, the final score from MetLife, Jets 40, Dolphins 17. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Radio Network, brought to you by the Palm Beaches. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, 
You deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. Miami Dolphins football, live on the Miami Dolphins radio network. Joe Rosen, Zach France in the mornings. Hawking Crowder in the afternoon. Nobody covers Dolphins like AM560 Sports, WQAM. Dolphins fans, you can be here for live NFL action all season long as the official ticket marketplace of the NFL. Ticketmaster has a wide selection of tickets so you never miss a single play. Score tickets today at Ticketmaster.com slash Dolphins. Let's go ahead and cue the music and get to the Week 5 NFL scoreboard. I don't know if you guys had a chance to watch that game on Thursday night. It set offenses back about 50, 60, 75 years between the Broncos and the Colts, but the Colts steal one late. 12 to 9 with a fourth down stop of their own right on the shadow of the goal line. The Giants are victorious and 4 and 1 over the Green Bay Packers in London this morning. 27-22 as they take out Aaron Rodgers and the Cheeseheads. The Buffalo Bills, I don't know if you guys saw the 98-yard touchdown pass. I know you two did with me, but the rest of the audience here, Josh Into the Allen. Wind. To get, what's that? Into the wind. Into the wind and on your fantasy team? Gabe Davis? Okay. He broke his own rules to win a fantasy game, but that's okay. We'll forgive you for it. The Bills roll the Steelers 38-3. to uh, that was expected. I, I do think. bench him when he's on, when I'm playing against him, though. Do you? Yeah, absolutely. That's why I lose every year. <laughs> Wait, Josh Everybody, Allen or, or Gabe Davis? Gabe. Okay. Yeah. Well, Everybody's he, playing against my team. I bench him. Yeah, he went nuts today. The Chargers get a late win in Cleveland, 30 to 28. I think they scored a field goal to get that victory uh, late in that game. The Vikings had to come back. They were up big on the Chicago Bears, but it was a Kirk Cousins quarterback sneak for a touchdown that put them over the top, 29-22. We'll see them next week. And man, their offense. Just looking at their numbers here, guys, uh, from the game today. Kirk Cousins through for 296. Uh, Dalvin Cook had 94 on the ground. Justin Jefferson. You want to talk about Xavier Howard getting back next week, sir? Uh, we could use you. Justin Jefferson's one of the best in the entire game. They win 29-22. The Patriots blank the Lions. The AFC East got some uh, some teams this year coming up. 29-0 over the 1-4 Detroit Lions. The Saints get a victory at home, their second of the year over the Seahawks. Man, what a, the Seahawks are scoring a lot of points and giving up a lot of points. 39-32, the Saints are victorious there in New Orleans. The Bucks get a win over the Falcons, 21-15. The Titans take out the Commanders. 
uh, 21-17 in the nation's capital. The Texans talk about setting offense back 50, 60 years. 13-6 over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Somebody has to win that AFC South. I'm not sure who it's going to be, but somebody will get a home playoff game out of that division. Current scores right now, Niners 17, Panthers 9. And the Niners are on the doorstep of the end zone looking to make it a two-score game. Of course, Dolphins fans are interested in the Niners' results this year with that first-round draft pick next year. Cowboys and Rams. Cowboys up 6 at halftime, 16-10. to 10, And the Eagles are up at halftime on the Cardinals in the Battle of the Birds, 14-10. to 10 out in the desert. Tonight's a great game. Bengals at Ravens. Looking forward to watching that one. And then tomorrow night, Raiders at Chiefs. So Juice, as you look over this kind of list here, and you know, I guess a good way to to get into this topic was, I don't know if you heard Tom Brady this week. He was asked about parity in the National Football League. And he said, you know, what I see out there is a bunch of bad football. And I'm curious to get your take on that because it it does seem this year more than others. I, I don't know the numbers on this, and Seth would probably love to hear this, but Offensive production is down so much this year through five weeks or through the first four weeks. We'll, f- we'll find out about what happens this week. But yards are down, points are down, everything is down offensively. Why would I love that? Just because you like to, you know, I like to. Am I anti-offense? Just anti-num, uh, you know, advanced metrics. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What I'm talking <laughs> That's about. not advanced we're, metrics. We're deep in the hour two on a, on a I, blowout I'm, game here. I'm not talking about statistics. toe injuries. <laughs> I just am against making, uh, you know, critical game time decisions based on a spreadsheet. That's the, what I'm the saying. The game is not played on a spreadsheet, and for a big fan of analytics, I do agree with that point, so I agree with you there. But, right. um, yeah, Juice, what do you think, man? I think the offense is, is down around the league. Uh, you know, quarterback ratings are down, all that stuff. I'm just curious what you attribute that to because Brady says he sees it. I, I trust what he sees. Uh, is that kind of what you're seeing right now? Because I know you get a chance to watch some primetime games here and there. Well, yeah, I think the uh, defenses have gotten so good, man. They really have. And they're so athletic, and they're so, like, um, creative. And I think that's one of the biggest things. When you're – when you've got guys like Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady struggling against some defenses with some, with talent on the field, I, I know Aaron Rodgers talked about he's got young receivers and things like that. He's still got a great running back and Aaron Jones, Adam Jones, and you got you know other guys that are you know are pretty good on on the outside, and they're still having trouble moving the ball. It tells you how good defenses are getting, and so that's when you come up with the offensive guys, these young offensive guys that are got to be creative, and I think that's why. We're blessed to have Mike McDaniel, a guy that can come up with opportunities for guys to go out there and be successful. Defense is that good. They really are that good. Our defense, obviously, today wasn't that good. And, you know, on the other side of the floor was pretty good against us. But at the same time, though, I mean, the scoring is they had to find a way to equalize somehow. You know, they, they made the rules so advantageous for the yeah. offensive side of the football. And now it seemed like the defense has, has caught up to the rules and they're making plays and making it more a little bit tougher for the for the offenses, and they need to even it out a little bit because some of these scores and some of this all high flying score it's it's not indicative of what NFL games are supposed to be. NFL games are supposed to be, you know, somewhere in the twenties. I love twenty four twenty one. Yeah, game. twenty twenties games or NFL games, but when they're starting to score more than that, you know, when it start looking like college score game, that that's ridiculous. But then also a nine to six game is absolutely atrocious as well. <laughs> You know, so they got to figure it out. There's got to be a happy meeting somewhere in there. So I I mean, how much of it is quarterback play, Juice? I just think there's only a few guys who can do it at high level. Which is crazy because this was supposed to be the year where there were so many quarterbacks. Yeah, not only that, but the the rules favor them. Right. The rules favor them. So, I mean, so what do you do? Seth, there's only 32 of these guys or 64 if you're in your backup situation. Right, but how many of them could play at elite level where, you know, if you're talking about bad offensive play, I mean, how much of that starts with, with the guy under center? Well, I mean, look, that's the most critical. This is the most critical position in sports. Obviously, we know that part. But 
these guys are, you know, look, most of these guys you're talking about are top picks. So what do you do when you got top picks or, or Hall of Famers at, at behind under center that aren't getting it done either? Right, but again, well, and some of these Hall of Famers have been playing 150 years, it too. It doesn't so matter. I mean, well, well, I'm just saying at some point there's a law of diminishing returns. And, and so I think Damn, that if, that was if, a big. that's a big school thing. That's Gator? Look it up. Go, Google I, me. I know what that is. Google me. I know what that is. No, but I mean, that's I the know, I know about like, that. You can only play at a high level. First of all, look, we don't like talking about Tom Brady, especially after getting – after losing to the Jets. I want to choose my, my words carefully here. <laughs> But the guy Get did things you. that were unnatural, inhuman. That you know, I've always said I thought he sold his soul to the devil because <laughs> nobody can win that much. You can't play twenty years and go to ten Super Bowls and win seven of them. Like it doesn't happen in all of sports. But at some point, you're just not going to be a player who's playing at that level. At some point, you know, Aaron Rodgers isn't going to play at that level. Thirty-eight to three. I'm looking at the Bills over the Steelers. That quarterback is playing. He's he's taking the next step, right? He's hey guys, I'll take the torch. You're 150 years old. I'll take the torch. And I'm saying so when you look across the board, if you're saying offensive numbers are down, I say start with the guy who touches the ball. Yeah, the most of those guys won mentally though. They won. They won mentally. Yep. Those guys Pretty are snap. mental victors, right? No, and yeah. now Josh Allen's been able to do it physically. Physical is a way to do it nowadays, I think, because these guys are all be able to figure out what these guys are doing mentally. But he seems to figure Aaron out Aaron Rodgers well. and Tom Brady aren't as physically talented as they used to be, but they beat everybody with their minds. And now the, the, everybody else's minds are catching up with some of the things they're doing. The Josh Allen comparison is a good one because, you know, what was the quote that Coach said about we, we didn't see a single high safety look until, until late in, late in the game? That's what's going on right now. Everyone's right. playing these two high looks, and that's what Miami did against Josh Allen right. in that game against the Bills. That's why it was so frustrating because they were just giving them the underneath stuff. Josh Boyer was a lot caught, of yards, a lot of yards, yeah, lot of take yards, it. We'll no, buck up in the red zone, Correct. and that's that's how. Not only does it does it factor that the opposing offense not scoring a bunch of points because you have these eight minute field goal drives, it then shortens the game, which means you only get six or seven chances of the football. And if you have seven possessions and you score, you know, touchdowns on half of them, that's twenty one points. So it's like really high efficiency, but the scoreboard's not getting lit up. So these two high defenses, I think, are the are the way of the future. I think they're going to start limiting these big plays. You know, we we heard Tyreek and Tua back in the preseason and talk about that Eagles coverage being in quarters and how you, you're you not supposed to be able to get deep on quarters, but when you have Tyreek Hill, you can yeah. do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's going to be a challenge for teams to have to figure out how to overcome this. And today with the running game the Dolphins had, that's the best way to do it, to get yeah. them out of that. To run yeah, and also, you know, these teams now are getting smart about it. You know, instead of bringing that safety in the box like they've been doing, teams are, are starting to do when – you know, when the run game is going well and our run game is going well, you, know, you play this too. I, and we talked about this a, a million times that you keep giving these teams all these long drives and there's a good chance that something bad is going to happen at the end happen. of it. You, you don't, and, and teams learn early in the season how the Dolphins are beating teams by, you know, by leaving Tyreek and Waddle, you know, in these one-on-one situations getting beat deep for big plays. Now they're going to play this two-high shell. They're going to play these four across and then come up and make tackles and not give these opportunities and dare us to beat them with a run or dare us to go on a 10-12 play drive for a touchdown. They don't mind giving a 10-play drive up and giving them a field goal. That's, 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 that might be the new formula for most teams. You know, 
But when you're giving up these long drives and giving up touchdowns like we did today, yeah. that's a problem. And then offensively, false start, drop pass, back to back, miss field goal. Mad. There you go. There's your mistakes. Bad, like we talked about before, the perfect storm of exactly, what we did today. Exactly what you need to not happen to win football games. We have one more segment for you guys here Dolphins post game driven by Gunther Volkswagen. For car buying done your way, you've got to get to Gunther Volkswagen. Again, the final score from MetLife was 40 to 17. Jets take it. You're listening to the fifth quarter overtime show brought to you by the Palm Beaches. This is the official Miami Dolphins radio network where Dolphins fans live. The home of every Miami Dolphins game. AM 560 Sports WQAM. Unbeatable fans like you deserve unbeatable mileage. So next time you fill up, choose Chevron. With Techron, find a station near you on the Chevron app. So the Dolphins drop this one at MetLife at New Jersey, New York, wherever the hell they play. And next week, they get to come home for a couple of home games here against the Minnesota Vikings and Pittsburgh Steelers. So looking to get right back in the home building. Hopefully we get some players back as well. We talked a little bit about the Vikings offense on the other side. Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook. It is an explosive group, so the Dolphins going to have to be all hands on deck on that defense. Hopefully 25 is back and we get some things going the right way. Like uh, Coach mentioned, like Seth mentioned, a fine-tooth comb on that defense. Going need to need to bring their A game next week against the Vikings. You know who always brings their A game? The Miami Dolphins Podcast Network. Drive Time Recap Podcast tonight. All 22 review on Tuesday. If I have to do it, you have to listen to it. That's the rule. So I'm going to get through it. You guys can get through the listening as well and kind of find out what went wrong there. And then we'll turn the page to Vikings Week. But Big Seth, Fish Tank, what's coming up? Uh, Well, actually, I I think... Juice, we need to get things on the right track, so it's time to call in a Shula. That's right. And uh, no That's disrespect right. to Mike McDaniel, by the way, That's who right. I think, again, a couple of tough <laughs> losses. I think he's doing a fabulous job. I think we got the right guy. But having a lot of fun with what I'm saying here. We had Dave Shula. So good. Uh, yeah, and it was so good. it was really great. I know that uh, we're going to talk about a lot of things that, you know, young bucks like Travis uh, only read about in the history books. But uh, he, he was, was it in their books, Seth? Uh, <laughs> Sometimes they. You know, like it depends where it so. depends what books you're reading. The right. books that I read growing up, absolutely. Um, but uh, yeah, Dave Shula was fabulous. It was really cool for me. I mean, you played for Coach Shula, and you probably know Dave. I'd never I played met against Dave, Dave a couple times, and you did play against Dave, and and uh, which he yeah he talked <laughs> he about took a little issue yeah, with yeah, on the yeah. Pro- yeah you you yeah. definitely handed him yeah. one of those, um, and he had a lot of losses, but you handed him handed him one of those. Uh, it, he was just really great, and it was very cool to so hear good. about what it was like to grow up in the Shula household. So where did he, where did he coach at? As a head he's coach, at, yeah, the Cincinnati, Cincinnati Bengals. Okay, he's at, he's at Dartmouth right now. Okay, uh, why am I thinking of Alabama? That's Mike. 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 Okay, yeah. Shula. yeah. So how many? I don't. How many Shulas are there? I bunch guess. of them. Well, well those two. the two boys. Those two. Those Dave's boys. the oldest Shula boy, mm-hmm. and uh, and he coached here. He was, and we talk all about it. But his first job in coaching, he was a position coach here. You know what his wide receivers were? Here? Yeah. I uh, no, I don't. I don't know what years he was here. Clayton and Duke. Okay, well, that's that's. Are they he had to good? deal with those cats. <laughs> How would you like your first <laughs> job in the NFL yeah. as a position coach? You get Mark Clayton and Mark Duke and Dan Marino's their quarterback. He got here in '82. Well, how old was he though? Twenty-three years yeah, old, twenty-four years old. I mean, that's a good you way to get story. Some, the whole story is oh, yeah, amazing. Yeah, it's what fabulous. he was going to do and what he ended up doing is unbelievable. <laughs> it's really just cool. Up the game plan. Huh? It's really yeah, cool. But I, I just was fascinated by the idea. I mean, we watch all this, and I'd said it to him. You know, we kind of watch the shoe. The, look, we don't have the Royals here, thank goodness, like they do in 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 maybe some other countries. But the Shulas in South Florida were like the royal family. Yeah. If you watch yeah. them as a young person growing up here, and so to hear from Dave Shula and what it was like to grow up in that household. I mean, we all. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, Juice, you got yelled at by Don Shula probably once or twice. Can you imagine coming home? Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, you get a bad grade on a paper or whatever it might <laughs> right, be, and then right. you got to answer to Dad. So, yeah, it was it was yeah, a lot was of fun. so good. That's coming up on the Fish Tank Podcast. You can find them wherever you get your podcasts, as well as the Drive Time Podcast five days a week as we look to turn the page here and get back home and hopefully get back on the right track. We will, for Travis. Three two Miami Dolphins. Will, I believe, Travis. Juice, I'm, I'm a little worried about the injuries, but we'll get over it. We'll get over the hump and, and get, get things connected here. Antenna's up. Game on. Score your favorite games and shows for free. Visit the free TV project org to learn all about the free programming waiting for you, including Dolphins games. That's freetvproject.org. I read that one wrong every time. Thanks to Kim Bocamper, Joe Rose, and the voice of the Miami Dolphins. Jimmy Cephalo, our executive producer and booth producer today was Alejandro Solana. Our studio producers, the great Robert Grieper, Matt Biff Wilson, and Jimmy Garcia. Our radio booth engineer was Stephen J. Gray for OJ McDuffie and Seth Levitt. I am Travis Wingfield. DJ Preach also in the house. We appreciate him holding it down, getting the video content for us, even though today maybe not so much of that the final score of today's game jets 40 dolphins 17 gross after two straight road games the dolphins are back at hard rock stadium next sunday hosting minnesota we'll talk to you from miami after the dolphins week six matchup versus the vikings this has been the miami dolphins post game show on the miami dolphins radio network brought to you by the palm beaches Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.